Hello everyone and welcome to Funky Baz and Face, three brothers talking footy. Another action-packed episode for us boys and we're all pretty pumped up tonight. I'm pumped up, I'm pumped up, had our pizza, uh, had my Goody Saints training which was brilliant tonight. I bloody loved it tonight, it was sensational tonight. I, I, I was just, oh, sorry. Keep going, someone else, sorry. Yeah, it's all about him once yeah. a year. It doesn't take long, does it? But there's no need to introduce, is there? Oh, hello, Funky. Hello, yeah, Baz. How are you, Face? Baz, what was the difference of training tonight? What well, happened? Well, I had the director of coaching uh, out there tonight judging my training, and it was very favourable reports. It, on the upwards spiral uh, on the graph, after my tough start at Barossa, I think my coaching's on the up. Well, there was only one way you could go from here. Start at <laughs> it's very good when a junior coach is excited. Because oh, most it. people think, oh, I've signed up for this. No one else wanted to do it. It's great to have an enthusiastic coach. Yes, I, well done. I do enjoy it a lot. A little bit too enthusiastic given our updates on the podcast every week. But no, I enjoy it. But well we are excited because it's the great man who hasn't been himself tonight. He's <laughs> let a few expletives He's go. He's been different. But it's his last show, right? So it's a little bit sad, a little bit exciting. For a month. Yeah, just for a month. <laughs> <laughs> but our show will go to... SHIT when he's away because <laughs> yeah. this is the man he runs the thing we just sort of hang on you know he, he runs we it we just so, lock up whether but you know what we're excited for him because he's gone on a big trip it's a trip of a lifetime you, you know, talk you... about these big names that are going to take my place for the next few weeks but you come in and you said everyone's pulling out yeah they're unavailable no, next no, week I, I've got some plans boys. <laughs> yeah. well good but, luck but uh, no it's a trip of a lifetime for you it should be a good one I've actually got it in my would you rather coming up soon but uh, we're going to have Baz's bake uh, would you rather I'll be nervous if Face is fresh finds and Face has just launched in with Tool of the Week this week. Ooh. I think it's timely, boys. Tool of the Week this week. Yeah, okay. Right Great candidates. Now, I hope people enjoyed our commentary of uh, Crows Richmond oh, last week. Great atmosphere, wasn't it? Yep. It'd be good to, um, I think, for those people who didn't listen in, have we got some uh, well, we highlights, did. Face? We did. We've uh, got uh, some great Facebook feedback. Uh, many liked the video uh, that we put up at the ground. Special mention to... Joey Zerk, Tex, Texan, uh, Josh Bray, eight, and Pistol and Jimmy Norris, who um, who got got behind us on Facebook. One person didn't like it. Power supporter Matt Laurie. Oh really? Yeah, what did he, he say? He was a bit angry because obviously we had a Crows game and they had a win. So um, look, Matty, if you maybe want to provide us some power tickets, we'll go to the game and do some commentary. You know, you know who Joey Zerk is, boys? Do you? Fill us in, mate. Joey Zerk. Ex-girlfriend of mine, one of my first girlfriends, <laughs> boys, back in the day. Poor girl. Oh well, oh, it was a, a, a young love. Uh, <laughs> Another it was, one. It was yeah. it was uh, a young love. There was so much energy and passion there early on. Uh, I met the parents. I was very nervous. Oh, because I was sort of seventeen, eighteen. Uh, but it come to an abrupt end, boys. There's a lot of passion going on and all that stuff. And who, then who ended it? Uh, well, it, actually, it, this is terrible, but I actually ended it because she couldn't go to nightclubs. That was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to go to the Bombay Duck and she, she wasn't getting old enough. That, 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 yeah, that, that, she, she wasn't old enough. That's no, the problem so. when she's 14. But great, great chick, Joey. Sir. Well, great thank you chick. for um, listening in, Joey. Um, the Ghetto Blaster, he said the podcast, it was like he was there at the game. He loved listening Excellent. to the commentary. Very good. Now, Tommy Johnson, I have a feeling that he's one of your mates, Baz. Is that right? Uh, no, Tommy Johnson is um, no, he's <laughs> our ex-centre-half forward for Barossa. John Thompson? Yeah. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> so he said, uh, Tommy Johnson, as he pulled... Uh, who? 
John Thompson. John Thompson. He said uh, a direct message on Facebook. He goes, after listening to this week's podcast, I'd like to reflect on a quote from the great Harry Callahan. For those who don't know, Dirty Harry. He said, a man's got to know his limitations and bazza and trying his hand at commentating. The defence rests your honour. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some uh, commentary uh, from our last podcast yeah. at Adelaide Oval. Here's a little taste. <laughs> oh, that's enough of that. Hang on. Here we go. <laughs> that's two high notes. So there we go. There's the insight into uh, last week's podcast. He went from um, commentator to supporter like that. Very, he? very, very, quickly. very quickly. That was uh, good fun, I reckon. I reckon we combined fun. really well. We had <clears throat> a bit of a mix between commentary and special comments. And The girls didn't give us much in the race. Face knew everyone's name, all the players, so that helped out as well. But to tell you what, if Funky ever wants to quit his job, he's got another gig in um, commentating, doesn't he? He's very good. He was excellent. He was. So, thanks to um, Tommy Johnson, uh, John Thompson, for that uh, that quote. Um, That's not a bad name, Tommy Johnson. Well, he's better than John Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some advice for you there, Tomo. Um, uh, don't worry about your son, mate. Sorry about the, the assessment. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more about Thompson, but okay. Um, the People's Dog. Won her heat at Port Augusta during yeah, the week, mate, so in no, a final in a no, week's time. There's no TAB, mate. No but I'll tell you what, the People's Dog, this is Hot Chevy we're talking about if you're just catching on. Its last four starts, it's been first, second, second and first. That's exceptional. Great that exceptional. That's great form. But you know what it's not good for? The the uh, the odds won't be great mm. next time, will they? So good luck to uh, the owners, uh, Jimmy Norris and, and Jarman out there. Um, What's your strategy for a... Uh, horse or a dog that you think is going to win Matthew and the odds are very low uh, strategy yeah put more money on it <laughs> <laughs> the more you bet the more you win you know what uh, one of the last podcasts we had Baz we put a video on um, Facebook and on Twitter about your bacon sauce yes and what's the information coming out this this week, past week gone. about sauce gone he, he had that chat with Ross Lyon everyone's thinking Ross Lyon's going to coach Carlton be the senior coach maybe Soss is mm. going to Perth and mm. being mm. The, the list manager over there would they take him? well it's just amazing that he was the Messiah and he's gone from Messiah to you know he's had all the ingredients there all the early draft picks he's had everything there for him and it hasn't worked out although Carlton are starting to play better which is nervous for our um, <coughs> number one. one draft yeah I think we won't get that might bring that up a little bit later about some okay. of the talent out there. Yeah. But you gave the bake on Sauce. He's gone. You gave the bake on David Warner last week. He's about to score 100 probably. Yes. Uh, haven't got the update here. But let's see what happens with the Warner over the next you week. You know when Baz gave his David Warner on selfish bake, did you see what he did with his Man of the Match award? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, I did he actually. He gave it to a young kid. He was there in the, in the crowd, crowd. And everyone was praising him. Oh, you know what? He did it for the TV. He didn't do it for that. He did it for the TV because people are watching. I want to do it. I'll see it when he doesn't have the TV around. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, have you finished that? I, I am. Yep. 
What do you got now? Fun? Oh, sorry, I've just changed the channels between the cricket and the football <laughs> a little bit. Um, oh, boys, still... big breaking news is that uh, as of this afternoon, is Paddy Ryder going down. I'm just going to take over from Funk because he's in holiday mode. <laughs> right? uh, Paddy Ryder, I thought, not knowing a huge amount about court, but I thought that Paddy Ryder was their main man. Paddy Ryder's gone, you've got Pal Pepper gone, and you've got Westhoff gone, which really I thought were the three mainstays Safe of that calls. team. And do you think that the Paddy Ryder recruitment, given that it was a free agent, didn't cost them anything, is now a win or a loss for them? Because he had a year off straight away. Had a year off straight away. Been injured. He was going to be the really, you know, the missing man. piece of the puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, he has. If he doesn't play next year, it's, amazing, it's a yeah. huge uh, yeah. fall from grace. Yeah. And they would have paid him enormous dollars. He missed that year. They would have paid him a lot to. Get him from you know, I think there's very few teams that can actually hold down two main big ruckmen in their mm. team. Crows yeah. refuse to do it, don't they? There's not many teams. Is yeah. there another team that does it? I, I don't know. Oh, maybe West Coast. West Coast. Coast when Nick Nat, Nat, yeah. Nat comes back. But who's the other guy? Um, the guy who played in the... Was it Vardy? The guy that played in the... Yeah, but he's more of a... Well. Yeah, sort of pinch hit and then forward. forward yeah. <laughs> but there's not two big name ruckmen that can stay in the side, I don't reckon, mm. anymore. David Pittman and Sean Wren back in the day. Back and they, in the day. Pittman played Pittman enough, back, back. enough back just yeah. in the grand finals. Yeah, so it's probably not ideal if you're a big guy looking to get a game as a Rutman. It's probably not great for you. Mm. Baz's bake. Well, boys, I'm not happy. i tell you why I'm not happy. Well, there's a number of reasons why I'm not happy this week. But uh, one is I'm not selling many air conditioners. But two, <laughs> two is that um, the World Cup, boys, I'm going to give the, the World Cup a bit of a bake, right? No one sort of had a mention of this. How long does it bloody go for? It is the longest event in history. Like, if you look at the Olympics, how long does that go for? Two weeks. If you look at every <laughs> other big sporting event, it's, it's run, it's won, it's celebrated, and it's done. They play one game a day. Why don't they do night games? They've got to get with the times, boys. Why don't they do night games, day games? Like, put more than one a, one a, a mm, day. Yeah. The way this is going, this is going to go for, until 2024. <laughs> like, it, it, it's a long bloody thing, isn't it? It's... Like, I'm almost starting to get over already. I mean, they play 10... Is there 10 teams? They play each other once? Yeah. Now, I'm not very good at maths, but I reckon mm. that's 100 games. Yeah? That's <laughs> 90 because you can't play yourself. Oh, fair enough. So 90, <laughs> which means that it's 90 days, unless they start to hurry things up soon, because it's a long bloody <laughs> trip. Like, do you agree? Well, it's funny. The, the uh, Big Bash version in England is being accused of the same thing. Because it just goes well, and, and Australia. Oh, and Australia. It just people get bored of it. But like, there's washouts which they don't play again, so that's compromised in terms of the ladder. If you're unlucky, especially over in England, you just get all one, the time. one point. Yeah. Yeah, but I just think people want fast action. I they think do. too too much uh, that in terms of cricket. Obviously, the 2020 has been a fantastic thing in terms of getting people interested in the game. But there's things like this. They're stickler for rules. The cricketers, aren't they, with lights yeah. and they come off and. And I think they've got to move at the time. There's been no upsets. There's been no cracking game yet. No. Has there? I think because there's, there's lots of minnow <clears throat> Maybe South Africa teams. New Zealand, that was close the other night, but it still went the way of the favourite. The so minnow teams no haven't upset. caused an upset. No. Um, India and Pakistan is a massive game, but we also seen a it, version of the game. It was a massive game, game though. It was a, that was a fizzle. India and Pakistan, yeah. just the fact that they're on the field together... Yeah. It's almost seeing a changing of the guard, though. Like players are so much more respectful of the opposition, regardless of the sport. Now, 
AFL players are more respectful of the opposition. The India-Pakistan was very friendly on the ground. Like Virat Kohli, the way he's to Steve Smith oh. and telling him... Jenkins the other day when he did his knee, people come over yep. and pat his yep. Times are a-changing, they boys. Are. Times are, are a-changing. And, you know, 2040, we could have people, I don't know, hugging and kissing and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just saw an opponent this week congratulate his opponent for kicking a goal on the boundary line. Did. And we did. How much debate did that... Rage, unnecessary. Great for radio shows and podcasts. That very that, good. Yeah. Um, great bait because it has been a very average tournament. But we're watching it at the moment. Warner scored a hundred face for the World Cup. So great bait there, Baz. But there's been eleven dead rubbers. If uh, uh, Australia beat Bangladesh tonight, which it looks like probably will happen, yeah, um, and a couple of other games going the way of the favourites. Following that, there'll be eleven dead rubber games for one. Mm. So that's eleven two basically two weeks of dead rubber games in World Cup. Don't want that. Four games rained out. Six years they've had to plan for this, and they've still had this sort of schedule. So very yeah. interesting. Obviously, South Africa one and five. No AB de Villiers, no Stein. Surely, don't. surely the coach is gone. Who, who's the coach of South Africa, folks? Do you know? No. Yeah. Well, he's gone. Whoever he is. Uh, South Africa love to choke on a big stage. Don't they? <laughs> they do. Um, they live for it. Funkies, would you rather before he buggers off overseas? Yes, mate. Um, we talk about Jordan Ngoi a fair bit because Baz normally waxes money on him for first goal scorer. But I'm going to give you a would you rather compared to Jordan Ngoi. Michael Walters, who's in the form of his Ooh, career, who know. would you rather have in your team, Michael Walters or Jordan Ngoi? I'm going Ngoi. Walters has been around for a long time. He's he's playing well now, but is he proven in finals and like he, which he's not. Mm. To me, to go is the man. Well, he's got more upside, hasn't he? But Walters is at the peak of his powers, right? Who now. would you pick if you're picking the team this week? I'd go to go. I'd go both. <laughs> <laughs> Tough pick. Yeah, Tough Walters pick. is good. Isn't yeah, he? they're both been outstanding this year. Yeah. The fact that we're even bringing Walters into the to mm. conversation mm. is uh, a good one. Word unto him. We're watching Thursday night footy at the moment, boys. I quite enjoy the Thursday night. Would you yeah. rather have a Thursday night game every week or add an extra game for you to watch on the weekends? Uh, well, weekends usually are pretty busy. I think Thursday night's a massive winner, and I think it is for the TV stations as well. I think it's going to actually get more and more, from what I've heard from my sources, boys, is that it's going to get more and more on Thursday breaking nights. News. I, I think that breaking news next year, it will be wholly and solely, I think Thursday nights will be more, a lot more than not. Be good, wouldn't it? Um, would you rather be a fan evicted for unruly behaviour or a player <laughs> suspended for pinching? It's a good one. You'd want to be a player. Is, then, is my son play. at the at the game <laughs> when I'm getting kicked out? You can, you can make the call on that one. I'll tell you what, going back, going, when uh, Baz and I would go out to nightclubs and pubs and stuff, oh, I used to hate going out with him sometimes because he'd get kicked out of every place we went. And it was just a nightmare to try and protect you to make sure that security didn't mistreat you, young man. Um, so that was always a concern for my nights out. But you'd want to be playing, but you don't want to be a pincher, do you? Ben Stratton's copped it this week. A pincher or evicted? I'd be a pincher because... You'd be evicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've already been evicted, so you might as well get, get suspended for pinching as well. Would This is an interesting one, I reckon. Would you rather back Hawthorne's rebuild under Clarkson to reach the top four... Ooh. Yes. To reach the top four, or would you rather back the Giants to win a premiership? You got oh. some money. What are you going to put it on? How much money do I have? Hundred bucks. Time um, frame. 
Well, it's, a, a it's rebuild, whatever, so five it's what, years. No, it's whatever comes first. So I'm going to say something a bit controversial here, boys. This is probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever said. Gee, I don't know... We've got a fair... fair. <laughs> I don't know how a GWS can ever win a flag they with can. 13 supporters. I just can't see... Just picture this, right? It's MCG, you've got... Three people holding up a banner, and I just can't see how. There's still going there's, to be ninety five thousand people there anyway. Yeah, I just and it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. And there'll be seventy five thousand. Yeah, it just doesn't seem go. right that you got thirteen supporters and you can win a flag. I just can't. See I reckon AFL Grand Final Day, most people there don't support the clubs that are playing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. No, it just doesn't you, seem you, right. You have your segregations of mm. supporters because you have obviously the colours of the, the, the last but... Grand Final I went to Crows North Melbourne ninety eight. The biggest thing I. We sat opposite the Great Southern Stand. The biggest thing I yep. noticed from that game is everyone on the Great Southern Stand, when a goal was scored, no one stood up and there was no colour. I reckon, like, it would, after, you, after the Crows when you go back to the tennis centre and, you know, there's mm. 20,000 people there, yeah. after the Giants win, you'd go back to the hotel room and all the supporters <laughs> come in. But they still won. They still won. <laughs> it doesn't seem right. So I'm going to go the other way. I'll, I'll go yeah. Clarkson. Uh, Given the talent that's at GWS, you'd go GWS right now. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because probably everyone's thinking that Clarko's going to rebuild his team yeah. pretty quickly, and it's just so hard to win, isn't it? You know, they might come second a couple of times. Um, would you rather ride a stage of the Tour de France attend Wimbledon or see Australia play England at Lords? Well, if I was you, I'd play dual three. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we've got Lucky coming man. up, boys. Bugger off, I'm going uh, overseas. That's my last of my would you rather. I hope you pick up the uh, Thanks, mate. mantle. And... Baz, do we know how boys. to run this podcast if Funky's not here? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, boys, I want to talk to you about something that, uh, that happened to me on Monday. I went to the uh, Nathan Bassett Academy uh, footy session, and it was super interesting to talk to me about footy and learn new ways. And once Daniel Thomas uh, tried to recruit me as a backline coach and uh, for Athelstan, and I said no because to me, what the hell am I going to say as a backline coach? Like, stand on your man, you know. Mm. Like, but I, I didn't know how much there is to know about where to like Defending. how to play and how to defend, and it was super interesting listening to him talk. And he also showed like videos of all the the plays back of a AFL game and how each player. But what sort of struck me after he left is that it's unbelievable how micromanaged every footballer yeah. is yeah. to the inch of their life. Mm. Like every step they take, it is analysed why they're doing it, where they're standing, should they be somewhere else, why aren't you here, why aren't you there, yes, you're okay to be there. It was just mind-boggling. Like, how do you play on instinct anymore? Oh, but just, mm. like, can you imagine playing a game? And I'll tell you what, we would have been in trouble back in the day because I would have been four to centre and not too much yeah. back. <laughs> but it is unbelievable how there's zero fun in, in analysing, you know, what you're doing. But it was it was just incredible. And I just thought... It'd be interesting. How much does it go through a player's mind when they're oh, playing? Um, how yes. much everybody is just watching everything that I do. But it, it was just, like... Which hand is he punching? How is he punching? Is he going under? Is he going over? Like, where, like it was... Honestly... So did, so did you walk away from that session thinking, I would love to be in this environment as a player or as a coach? Not really. Thinking, not, oh, no. not really. I mean, a coach interests me uh, a yeah. lot. But as a player, I just think, oh, my God. Like, you, you, your mind would be fried out in that, <clears throat> out in that ground. Mm. And uh, I dumbed, obviously, a lot of stuff down, and I taught my kids a, lot, a little bit of it today in terms of uh, ball side and stuff like that, very basic stuff. But to be an AFL player, 
if you, we're just watching TV now, watching them, you think, oh, they're having fun and having a kick. Everything they do and where they are, it's... So that, yeah. that shows the value in coaches that have, um, and I'll pick this up in fresh finds, but other parts about how they connect with the players and mm. making sure that they're, you know, believing in what they're talking about. Otherwise, they won't listen, will they? They oh. won't be engaged. Man, like, interesting it's call, Baz. Pretty full on, actually. Yeah. I'll be nervous if, boys. Good call, Baz. <clears throat> what do you got, Face? Uh... Well, Baz, I'll be nervous if I'm funky next week. Ooh. Oh, no. Well, who's the funky Baz and... Well, not funky, but Baz face and special guest next week. Well, what if we got, take off we and can, absolutely go bananas in our podcast? Well, I've got a few plans, but they are under wraps at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to mention the person that can't do next week? Oh, no, we we've got wraps? one in two weeks' time. Is a uh, former emergency of the Sydney Swans grand final side. Very good friends with Plugger Lockets. Uh, so, and is known as the Sponge, as his nickname. So sponge. we might have to have a few beverages here for him. What was the Sponge? Because he doesn't like no, spending can, money on drinks. No, no, because he can drink a lot. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five years for Sydney, 93 to 97. Then yes. 114 games for Nord between 98 and 04. Best and fairest at Nord also. Yep. So, so that's... Looking that's, forward to him joining yes, uh, he'll be, Baz and Face. He'll be in studio. Okay. Should we tell Emsy to stay by the phone and just in case he gets a yeah, call? Yeah, just wait there. Just, just wait there. Hold, <laughs> hold your breath, David. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd be nervous if I'm Usman Khawaja or Sean Marsh with the World Cup. They're both probably fighting for that same spot. Yeah. Um, especially if they bring another all-rounder in like Coulter Nile or um, Stoinis. So very interesting to see the dynamic of their side. What we should do is we should put Sean Marsh in an orange uniform. If he's playing for the Scorchers, <laughs> he kills it. Yeah. If he's playing for Australia, he gets mm. out and shakes his head and, as he's walking and off. And tell him he's got 20 overs to get as many runs as he can. Oh, he's playing against the Strikers. He absolutely bloody brains him. <laughs> mm. Is that a good salary from cricket for someone who hasn't? Performed at the highest level. Yes, yes. Although his record would be pretty good still. We're pretty harsh on him. Yeah. Now, boys, is this the right segment to do it? I'm going to do it anyway. Um, can I ask you, boys, Dylan Shule, has he been a good pickup for Essendon or not? <clears throat> Considering what they outlaid for him, which was quite a lot. Probably not. Doesn't kick goals. He's not playing to the level mm. that he played for GWS. No. The domination that so, he had. So what, why is that? Is it because he's not getting help in the midfield? He was criticised a lot for his disposal. So they yeah. said he got a lot of the footy. Um, Doesn't hurt teams. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't score goals. Yeah. be interesting to say if they had their time again, would he, would he go? I, I think you'd still get him. But he's had hamstring injuries and they haven't been playing well either. Essendon, they've had heaps out too. Missing a big forward like Danaher. He had a choice of clubs too, didn't he? Oh, he could go wherever well, he wanted. Yeah. So do you think, I almost got a bit of a theory about it, that it just so happened that he was the number one target off-season and he had a choice <clears> of clubs. Yeah. So probably what's going through his mind is, I think he's overstated. How good he is. His, his, yeah. uh, how, how good he is compared to actually what he provides. So he probably came into Essendon feeling pretty good about himself. <laughs> um, had a pretty good pre-season, looked look super fit. Come from the Giants, come into a lower club, and then just hasn't. Well, your value dictated by what's. He's probably got an increased salary, so I just think mm. it probably everyone, everybody wanted him, and he probably came into his next club thinking everyone wants me. Everyone's told me how good I am. I like that. But then it comes into that time where you're sitting in the 
change rooms and you're getting ready for the game and at the end of the day with all the thinking you've got to just get your hands on the footy don't you mm, like it maybe send this podcast to Bryce Gibbs too just give him a bit of a rev up front yeah that's trouble that is but yes I'll be nervous are we still on I'll be nervous I think you so can, we can go everywhere um, I'll be nervous if I was Jaden Stevenson so is that his first name yeah yeah um now we know he's had the uh, betting issue and he's had um, 22 games, 12 suspended. Just so happens that he can play finals. But he's out for 10 weeks. I'll be very, very nervous. He's a young guy. And um, I think for him, getting around him and supporting and encouraging him, it's a bad mistake. I think what he said in the press conference was brilliant. Um, he needs support at this stage. So he needs to be stable within the footy club. And a footy club and that environment, that protective environment, Nathan Buckley, they would have some yeah. good measures in there to protect him. I'd just be nervous for him, and I'm saying this as a protective element for him, that he's in a good team, they're finals bound, they could be playing in the grand final. Young 20-year-old, he could be missing out on one of the best moments of his life or something pretty stupid. stupid. I think there'd be a lot of people dirty at him, like the club would be dirty at him because he could possibly cost them a premiership and I, I would no doubt sports bet, which I'm not happy with sports bet at the moment because my account is zero. <laughs> but I reckon that Geelong odds would have shortened, shortened after that because he's a massive part of that forward line. He, um, he's their lead up forward. When Degoe's in the middle, yeah, he's, he's, he's like the, man. the one two with yeah, him. Yeah. So very important to their It's a horrific thing that he did. And and, I, and you boys think that uh, he, only, he, he put more than that $36. Yeah, I don't agree with that. There has to be more to the story than. No, no, it's horrific what he did yeah. in terms of betting on teammates and. Can you believe someone? He can change that result. Put three bets on that totaled thirty-six dollars. Apparently, he didn't even do it himself. He gave it someone else to do. No, no, he, he was did sitting it next to someone else's. He was sitting next to his mate, and they were flicked it on. Mm. Buckley said, but it, he bet on himself yeah. for the amount of goals he kicked. <laughs> That's just dumb. Mm. Just. Plain dumb, incredible, yeah, yeah. and then he kicks a talk from sixty against St Kilda at the at the G. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, some people say about the um, fascinating the fact that um, <laughs> the AFL have only got themselves to blame <clears throat> because they get money in from betting agencies. Plus, then they tell someone not not to mm. gamble. To me, it's about the integrity of the game. Though the game has to stand up to the highest standards. Like when we've seen cricket and Hansi Cronje and mm. the betting scandals mm. that have happened with Pakistan, yeah. you have to know that every player is playing out there to win the game. You don't want any issues around integrity. Yeah, I thought he game. could have got more weeks, to be honest. I thought it should have been the season. Well, but it's interesting that, you know, I just think it's a bit major interesting that it comes up finals time and he's free. It yeah. shouldn't really be about that. It should be bit more about the game but um faces fresh finds or do you want to go to tour the yeah, week yeah let's go tour the week boys so interesting week obviously Jaden Stevenson uh, we talked about Ben Stratton we talked about it from a football sense I'm going to bring up Russell Crowe lads he bought a dinosaur head for his kids a dinosaur head an actual dinosaur head he was the story is, is that he was at Leonardo DiCaprio's house just like you know you and I do drinking vodka quite heavily with the star and Leo was saying how he wants to sell this dinosaur head to get this other one this new one how do you have, what, how do you get that <laughs> well not eBay clearly but so Russell said I'll buy it and he had it delivered to his house for his kids playroom so he's my first tour of the week my second tour of the week and I just got to bring it up is the SANFL commentator he was the lead commentator for Nord versus West in the round eight describing our man our 
Uh, probably SA's best chance, maybe one or two second pick in the April draft this year, Cameron Tahini. He calls him Cameron Tani. Now, that boys, we know it's not Tani, and here's a little insight into it. Here we go. And this should be his Josh Richards, the first game. He could have had him crack his first goal, but he shares it with Tani. Oh no, so. Well, the thing is, he won't be known as Tani for much longer. Much well, Kane Corns and Bernie Vince were talking about him the other week. Kane Corns was calling him uh, Tani as well. Oh, really? Oh, there we go. So, Tani looks like it's. Uh, yeah, that's the goer. Um, obviously, Jaden Stevenson, we talked about some great tweets about <laughs> what's happened. So, the AFL had a live press conference on their website for Stevenson's suspension. And it quite literally ended and then went directly into an ad for Bet365 Bet straight mm, after. Yeah. <clears throat> Good on the AFL. Um, Joe Ingalls, <laughs> he tweeted out, LOL, wait. He actually bet on his own team, so clearly didn't get it. Ryan Fitzgerald, our man, he said, Rodney Eade also needs to be investigated. He repeatedly said to me, I bet you can't lay a effing tackle this week. <laughs> 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 Hashtag betting probe. So great there from Fitzy. Um <clears throat> The second last tool of the week was, you might have seen this, the video of the senior constable. He was kitted out in a full suit, shirt and tie, and was midway through a TV press conference. He heard a commotion behind him, turned around, left the press conference, and tackled this guy with the best technique I've seen. Yeah, it was brilliant. He was then arrested by the cops on the scene. Very lucky for that uh, guy that ran past him. Well, he's the tool. The, the senior constable, he's the, the legend. But, the tool was the guy running mm. away because he was running away from an angry dad who claimed he made inappropriate comments to his daughter. So the tool of the week is that guy. He only left court minutes earlier, <laughs> made inappropriate comments, and then gets tackled by a whole bunch of cops mm. within a couple of minutes. So, mate, you're, a, you're not just a tool, you're a dickhead. Um, my main tool of the week, boys, is the security guard who went to walk onto the Oval... Uh, to break up the fight between Zeeble and Heath Shaw. How about that? That, that was just ridiculous. It is quite incredible, isn't it? I've got some uh, uh, video footage from On The Couch. Uh, it's with Jared Healy, um, Nathan Brown, Gary Lyon and Paul Ruse. That, that has never happened before, ever, in, in the history of football. Very unlucky for that, if it happened this week. <laughs> it's their fault for yeah. not training. No training yeah. or little training. This Here we go. This is the sort of disaster that may well have happened only 24 hours ago. So there's there's Gary and Brownie and he went pretty Jared hard. Jared, which was good. He had a he smashed Gillum Gotland during the week too. Yeah. So he's my main tool of the week, Funky. Very good face. Good little. Uh, was, you two can work out if that one comes back for next week. Yeah, it probably won't. There was some. Um, I don't think I'll repeat these ones, but it was some very funny tweets about Gary Lyon <laughs> this week. Did you see that? No. So Gary, Gary Lyon uh, found it offensive that Sydney Stack embraced. <laughs> Any bits, <laughs> but didn't find it offensive that he embraced his best mate's wife. <laughs> so that was very good. 
faces fresh finds. Um, I'm going to intervene here, and I'm Go going to come up with a fre- fresh find. Our good mate, Anthony Alessiani. Oh, powerful powerful port. Port. He had a tweet. What's the best uh, nicknames for um, Saw that. Port yep. Adelaide players pre and post? Now, we know that sporting clubs, sporting clubs have a, it's their DNA that they oh, have. You have to have a nickname. What, what did you call have... yourself when you went to Marion? Uh, I was Magic. <laughs> <laughs> and sporting clubs are great at coming up with, with nicknames. So a, a few of them said, uh, like Bomber Clifford, you know, that's a stock standard one. Um, David Granger is obviously Grave Danger, so that's a real good one in sort of mix around of his name there. Brett Ebert. Megahead. Megahead. <laughs> that is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. The Megahead. proportion of his head to his body was just Megahead is out good. of alignment. We've had um, Fig Jam and Nathan Buckley. Uh, Dean Laidley from North Melbourne. Ooh. Junkyard Dog. That's the one. Oh, yes. What and, a great wrestler. And Rosie Harris watching Friday Night Footy North Melbourne. He goes, I'd love that as a nickname <laughs> uh, when I was playing. Uh, do you remember Mark Moore when he started his uh, cricket career? He had a string of four ducks in a row. Oh, yes. So they were like four... Olympic rings? Yes. Uh, so no, well, they called him Audi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because yeah. it was like four zeros with yeah. the That's Audi symbol. Uh, boys, I'm going to ask you, what's the best nickname of someone you've played with or someone you... Jeez. Uh, well, Pumper was, was one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you put me on the spot there. There's probably there's lots of nicknames. I mean, the, the nicknames in footy clubs... If you ask a guy who's played with an, another fella, I think it was called Rooster at Marion, and after 12 years... I knew this guy. And they said, oh, what's his name? I've got, I've got no yeah, idea his name. Yeah. His name's Rooster. Like, you, you just do not even get yeah. know their name. Or you, you're trying to introduce the guy to your missus and she yeah. wants to know his first name. Yeah. You've got no idea. Rooster. Um, yeah. I love playing with Mudguts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every, every country footy club, club yeah. across the country has a Mudguts in yeah. their team. You've you got to be mud, You don't want to be Mudguts, but there is a Mudguts mud guts. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, um, there's some brilliant, brilliant you, names. We had a, um, a piggy at Walkerville because he'd get so red-faced a lot within the first five minutes. He'd just... <laughs> <laughs> so Piggy was it. Um, didn't help him on the social scene, I don't think. No. Out the lads. <laughs> That's my fresh find. That, very good. I like it. Uh, another one, boys, Taylor Adams. Collingwood um, clearly been in the news this week. He's been injured, had that um, adductor groin injury. Yeah, come back soon. He spoke on the RSN Breakfast Club on 18th of June. He said he was optimistic about playing for Collingwood uh, when he went to training one morning, but he still really saw and went out the track and he wasn't himself and, and Buckley could pick it. So he was actually talking on radio, um, talking about how he actually broke down out on the track, out at training, became overwhelmed and Buckley pulled him aside and he just burst into tears. He said Buckley spoke to him for about 45 minutes, provided advice, and was able to leave him in a better space than when he first went out on the track. He said, the thing that I got from it was I was able to turn a negative situation that he was in at that time into a positive one. He talked about uh, how he viewed his season as a spoiled one, but it could, be, could become a special one. So he said his mind has just been flipped 180 straight away. It shows how important that mentor is at the footy oh, club, isn't you, it? You'd never have that. Imagine back in the Jack Odie yeah. or, you know, like Neil Balm days, back yeah. in the... You'd be like, Oh, yeah, soft tough, ass tough get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Operation Pick One, boys. Hashtag Operation Pick One. There's so <laughs> much angst in there. In uh, Particularly from your... Uh... Oh, I'll tell you what, monitoring Carlton Games, Baz, we're just on edge watching. No, they're, 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 they're playing well. They'll, they'll finish second bottom. Gold Coast, Gold Coast. went very yeah. close this yeah. week too. But I'm, I'm not too worried about it. 
I had a look, uh, obviously I had a bit of time on my hands. Um, I wasn't at work, by the way, in case my boss listens in. Uh, Vic Country versus Vic Metro under 18s at the MCG. There are so many good young players running around. We'll get a gun with one, two or three or whatever anyway. Imagine if he was a talent scout, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so he would love to do it, but I'd have no idea what I was looking at anyway. We would be critiquing his selections and like say if he was a, a talent scout for the Crows or whatever. Yeah. And like he gets in these duds. Was <laughs> it like the guy that stole the wallet so the, Yeah, uh, yeah, and you'd be like Face, put... just get us a bloody good recruit with you. Get off your bloody find someone. I don't care where you have to travel to, just get one. So boys, put put these names in your book. They're gonna be on AFL list next year. Uh, Lockie Ash, Riley Baldy, I love the sound of that name. Imagine having Baldy. a Baldy in your side. Uh, predicted number no, two no draft pick, Noah Anderson. He's a tall mid, runs like a Dane Swan, Brad Crouch sort of runner. So he's a strange looking runner, but gets a lot of it. Matt Rowe, he looks, he's the he's number mass- one. He's massive, yeah. Um, he looks like a shorter um, Goodwin. That's sort of how he plays. Uh, De Koning, Hollands, he's the son of Ben Holland, they used to play. Um, Caleb Sarong, Nugent, as a Sudanese ruckman, look great. And Flanders. How good would it be for the, <laughs> for the Crows, who picked last year picked up Ned McHenry, to this year pick yeah. up a kid called Flanders. That'd be bloody good. That'd be good. Um, on the podcast by Mark McGowan this week on the AFL website, um, last, week, last week or last podcast, I talked about how he spoke to Banook for the data analyst at the Crows recruiting team. Uh, the week just gone, he, he spoke to Lee Harding, former North Melbourne Roos player, retired after five concussions in his last year of AFL. He's now VFL club um, coach at Coburg, just 31 years of age. 31, and he's been multiple years senior coaching. Wow. It's a great interview. He goes for about 35 minutes, talked about concussion, game plans, connection with players outside of football, um, his own depression that he got, mainly from concussion. And his key takeaway was about players, their handling, obviously playing football, but jobs, relationships, family issues. He said, players don't care what you say unless you show that you give them care or show that you care. Um, as as fun- you would say, Funky, very fascinating listening to him. So I uh, recommend everyone go on and listen to that. That's it, Funk. What well, I'm uh, face. Um, sorry, I just got... Uh, what else you got, mate? <laughs> I got, I got <laughs> sidetracked reading your notes. Very good, boys. I'm very much looking forward to listening to what you... May or may not produce. Conjure up next week. <laughs> uh, we'll have some great stuff, but uh, you have a sensational Thank time, you. mate. You've you've earned it. You've you've worked hard, yeah. reasonably hard. Sometimes not all that hard, but you've well, you, worked exceptionally hard, actually. Well, you well, don't work too hard when you get the rug over your knees and no. Fridays. <laughs> but you have a great Unroots. time, mate. Thank you've you. earned it. You enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll take care of this uh, great show. Great banter, boys. Very much enjoyed it, and see you in five weeks' time. See you, Funky. See you, boys. See you, boys. See you, boys.